What's up guys and welcome to episode 2 of Inside the Octagon. In this episode, we dive into the results of the action-packed card that was UFC Fight Night 219. Stay tuned as we break down every fight on this card. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Chambers. And I'm also your host, The Bruce. Welcome back as we defend our title as your champs of MMA podcasting. Also on this episode, we are joined live on location with MMA news anchor, G. Yeah. It's recording, too. You know, I <laughs> thought this was going to be a great card. I really did. Uh, the first three fights was amazing. And then it just went to shit. What do you guys think? I also agree with that. Um, the first three fights were pretty cool. I, I, I have to disagree with you. I think all of the cards, on, all of the fights on... The prelims are pretty good fights. I wouldn't say all of them, but I, I think I enjoyed more than the first three. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Look, I enjoyed, I thought immediately, a great card watching the first three. And then we went to a submission. And I was like, ah, you know, okay. I mean, a decision. Then a submission. I thought, wait, well, hey, it's coming back up. And then a doctor stoppage? What the hell? Oh, dude. And then guess what we have? Four in a row of what? Come on, guys. Tell me. What do we have four in a row of? Decisions. Four in a row of decisions? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that doctor stoppage at the time, at the time, I did think it was kind of bullshit, but I seen the pictures afterwards, and I think that was a good call. Was it- hey, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to start out by talking about this, uh, this first fight, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, I, it was a great fight. What do you guys think? The Carpenter Ronderos fight? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I it definitely went the way I expected it to go. I didn't expect it to go out in the in the first round, but I definitely expected Carpenter to win by submission somehow. Well, you know he's kind of, he, he's got a flawless record as of right now yeah. in the uh, UFC and against you know uh, Ronderos coming off of two losses. So I was so, also leaning towards the Carpenter win also. So. Ronderos's last loss was kind of stupid because the last fight he took was on a one-day notice and it was his UFC debut. The UFC called him on a Thursday and said, can you make weight tomorrow? He made weight and then he fought Saturday. Yeah, there's been people doing the very same thing yeah. that has won. There's a guy, I don't remember his name, but he only he's only won two fights in UFC. I think it was uh, UFC 3 and 4, I believe. I've got to actually look up the stats on that. But uh, 3 and 4, he won. Uh, all, he was on a short short notice on that, and he won. And he defended his next title. It's the last thing he ever won. <laughs> was the, you know, he, he actually got the title and defended it once and then never won again after that. Wow. I'll look it up. I'll look it up and let you guys know here in a little bit. So that entire fight. Clay Carpenter only threw three shots and landed all three of them. And then, you know, Rondero shot the takedown, yeah. pulled it off. Carpenter reversed it, and then it was a wrap after that. Now, Bruce, did you think that this was going to go at least pa- uh, past round one because it was so late in the round when he won it? How about you, Jeff? Let's go there. <laughs> 
what did you how did you feel about that jeff when I, you seen it and you know pass a two and a half you know minute uh part did you think it was going to go all at least to round two or did you feel like it was going out in round one once he reversed the takedown i knew it was going to go out in round one i well, that was near the end of the fight <laughs> well, well, okay, <laughs> so, that so i i before he re, before clay reversed the takedown i was fully expecting it to go into round two but after he reversed it and got on his back i knew it was a wrap right it was a good fight. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it went exactly the way I expected it to go. This guy, he's up a comer. You know, he's going to be, I think he's going to do more than what he, you know, was it seven wins in a row now? Yeah, he's on seven right now. And uh, seven and no losses. Well, they all, I, I hate seeing his decisions on those, but, uh, you know, that's still three submissions and two KOs. This is yeah. pretty good on uh 26 year old you know yeah no that's uh it's a big feat if you ask me yeah so the all the, the fletcher and grimbo fight got me too with grimbo being what was he six four six five he had a 10 inch reach advantage over yeah that i didn't see it going that way either this i seen it going the other way the, the, the first round though he he was grimbo was doing a really good job of keeping him back with that range yeah, and then uh, it was Grimbo that got the takedown, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that that's where he messed up. <laughs> as long as he kept uh, hitting them from his corner, he should have been fine. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was coming off of a win also, uh, Grim, Grimbo was. Yeah, he's, also, he's but, also the number one ranked welterweight in South Africa. Yeah. See, a lot of times you think that after coming in on a good win streak, it's a good possibility. But, you know, um, you know the man who won was coming off of, uh, you know, two losses. Yeah. AJ Fletcher. So, sometimes I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like that, uh, especially on submissions, it's uh, it's a luck of the draw. You, um, Obviously it is. But uh, what I mean by that is um, if you could get a submission – um, it doesn't matter what your win streak is. Any kind of a, you know, uh, <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. I know it's all right, guys. You'll, you'll get on my level one day, which is really <laughs> way lower than your guys's level, but one day you'll be there. This fight went, yeah, didn't go the way I expected it to go. I expected AJ Fletcher for a knockout. That's what I picked. I didn't think he was going to use his submission because of how lengthy Grimbo is. Yeah. But, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Round two meant 37 seconds. It's, um... And it was crazy, too. Once Grimbo, it was almost instant. As soon as Grimbo shot that takedown and they went down, A.J. Fletcher was on top of him. He actually, when Grimbo shot the takedown, Fletcher had the, the guillotine sunk yeah, in yeah. and then they fell. And he locked it in even harder, which was crazy. The, the St. Prue fight hurt my feelings a little bit. Yeah, I blinked and it was over. It didn't hurt my feelings well, because of how fast it went. It hurt my feelings because of who OSP is. He's been around the UFC since 2005. And you know, yeah. he's one of the legends in the, in the octagon like like Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. He's one of those guys. But uh, I think it's time for him to retire, to be honest with you. So, so yeah, that, oh, go ahead. So he uh, hasn't fought as far as... Um, uh, OSP hasn't fought since uh, what 
22, since May of 22, and he didn't have a win. No. No, he did. Yeah, he fought Shogun. He retired Shogun. Yeah. And and that was a win. Yeah. But prior to that, two losses, you know. Um, when's he going to hang his gloves up? What do you think? Um, if he doesn't do it now, it'll be his next fight for sure. And that's what I think anyway. I could be completely wrong. And this guy go for another fucking five years, but how old? How old is he? I think he's thirty nine. Who are you talking about? OSP? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's thirty nine. He's younger than I thought he'd be for. So Lin, Lin's threw forty four shots in forty nine seconds on that fight, and he he only landed eighteen of them. But yeah, that, there, there's some. There's some news I want to talk about on this whole, on just that fight later on, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm really tempted just to go ahead and you know <laughs> talk about it, but I'm just I'm going to hold off as much as I can. Round one win, uh, 49 seconds. It was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. And then we got the Askabov Emers fight. Askabov came into this fight at 23 and 0. He uh, yeah. Now it was his, I'm pretty sure it was his MMA debut, and he hadn't fought in like three years. But before that, he was twenty three and zero. Well, uh, let's you know, let's let's look at Emmers though. You know, uh, he was coming off of a, uh, a loss, but he's nineteen and six, and it looks like uh, oh well, he hasn't fought since before this. It was in twenty twenty one. Yeah, maybe it was a it was a yeah. twenty one month layoff for Emmers. And it was yeah. uh, almost it was almost a three year for Askabov. It was still a good fight. It wasn't my most favorite fight to watch. Look, I didn't care. I, I don't care for anything that goes to a decision. Um, That's fair. I would just always because uh, yeah, look, uh, in Surrender, in in, in the, one of the best shows, boxing shows there is, uh, and I'm you know this is way above Rocky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Cinderella man, and you know if 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 it goes to decisions and they take too long, somebody's getting screwed. Yeah. Uh, you, you're putting it, you're putting everything up to three judges versus what you could have done in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. I agree so, with you. That's why but, that's why Dana White's famous famous saying is, "Don't leave it in the don't judges' let hands." It, yeah, exactly. Because well, look, well. Yeah, I'll say this, and this is not part of my news, but there's a fight just happened, you know, that wins the judges' hands, and a lot of people didn't agree with it. Yeah, there was one on this card too. Oh, another one? Yeah, there was one on this card. Okay. So, the Silva Lansbury fight, which which blew my mind because I didn't know Lansbury was forty years old. Lansberg. Is it Lansbury or Lansberg? Lansberg. Lansberg. Oh, damn. I goofed. It's all right. Anyway, she's 40 years old, and the girl she was fighting was like 25, which is nuts. I mean, it's a big difference. Not saying that old people can't fight, but... She looks like Frau from um, Austin Powers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, you know... It was a pretty good fight. The... There was a lot of trading punches back and forth, takedown attempts that didn't land. But in the last minute of round one, Silva shot the takedown and held her. Right? And then the bell rang? Yeah. Yeah. 
two way uh, two fight win streak for her. Actually, going into a, now a three fight win streak, and um, I'm just going to say this, but she hasn't won a, a, a your 40 year old Frau. Yeah, hasn't won uh, since 2019. Wow, well, September 28th, 2019. I did not know that. Yeah. It was also a really crazy submission. Like I didn't see it coming. Oh, the knee bar. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a. a, a, a I didn't see it coming either. I thought I, I was seeing. I was thinking it was going a different way, but hey. Yeah, it was one of the fastest reactions I've seen in MMA. Yeah. Silva won performance of the night on that fight. Yeah. Oh, she did. Yeah. I would have given it tonight. Oh my God! Let's <laughs> not go there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Elder and Sandikov, which, in my opinion. Not only in my opinion, but it was fight of the night. I don't agree with that. I think the Hernandez uh, Miller fight should have gotten fight of the night. But anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, you know he's uh, you know twenty eight year old. He's uh, he's another up. Somebody definitely watched. See, the last time he lost a fight was in twenty eighteen. Elder, and or I, I think. Oh. Uh, Santa Claus. Santa, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this was the doctor stoppage we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that earlier. elbow to the eye did to the you, eyebrow. Oh yeah, it was deep. It? it was deep, deep. So we're looking at what eight uh, eight wins now for this guy in a row. Yeah. So way in Jeff's book, what does that mean? The next one is going to lose, right? Oh yeah, he's going to lose. <laughs> and then we're also coming off of uh, the elder was is coming off of uh, well. He now two uh, uh, two uh, losses, but prior to that, he was kicking some serious butt. His uh, he's got his first two losses, uh, April twenty two, or April of twenty twenty two, and then of course the April, uh, February of twenty three. But all the other ones, he uh, he's won. I gave rounds so. one and two to Elder. I, he had a knockdown in round one. Um, other than no. he, he held he held Sandikov in round two. He held him on the mat, and then they stood up. Elder got Sandikov, dazed. Yeah, he got. No, I thought he got dazed first, and that's why he decided to take him down. No, he got dazed, and then he got taken down. Oh. Yeah. And then they got that elbow to the eyebrow, and it was doctor. The ref was like, "Nope, nope, nope." Yeah, that's it. So, do you think this would have went uh, to decision if that wouldn't happen? I don't think so. I think it would have went out. At, it would have went out late I, round two or early round three. It was round three. Was it early round three? Oh, it was early yeah. round three. That's why I'm saying. You know, I think it would have went to decision. Yeah, it probably would. Uh, but it, it was it was a pretty good fight. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it was a good it was a good fight. Um and I I believe it, it was a pretty close fight from what I seen. Yeah, I agree with you. It would have been a hard decision for the judges to make, I agree. Yes. The um uh but if it wasn't for the doctor stoppage, I fully believe it would have went to a decision. I agree with that. <clears throat> And now it's time for MMA News with G. Horrible, horrible, but I'll take it. How you guys doing? Let's go ahead and start out with uh, 
you know i got three news stories i want to tell you guys about uh the first one is uh let's talk about michael bisping you know he was talking about algermain sterling one of my favorite people you know algermain sterling's one of your favorite people <laughs> absolutely not so <laughs> you know <laughs> So anyway, you know, he's uh, since he's uh, won the belt from Peter Young, there's been a lot of uh, pushback and bullying and things of that sort on there. Yeah. And, you know, with uh, with the way he's he's treating it, you know, like um, it's it's his own fault. He's treating it as look at me. I won when he didn't. We all know he didn't. Um but anyway, uh, well, hold on. basically, Bispain is saying that, uh, you know, Algernon Sterling created a monster that he cannot tame. So now he's going to go out there and fight and get his ass kicked. And so he did. He, he didn't win the first one for sure. Yeah. But he, he definitely won the second one. Yeah, I think. Yeah. The second one, he, he did <clears throat> way better. I, I agree. I agree with that. But with the with, with the second one, yes. And then but he, he I don't know if you guys battle again against TJ Dillashaw, and he made TJ tap in round two. I don't think that it's it's going to last with all the with all the um, the bullying and things that's going on. Have you, anybody yeah. follow him on Twitter? Uh, no, I do. <laughs> There's a you know like he's come up with the uh, Aljamain Sterling apology, apology form. Yeah, you know he put that out and. Uh, there's a lot of things like that that he's, you know, out there and making it, making himself to be uh, undefeatable as far as um, the way he's putting himself out there. And a lot of people's bullying him, and, and, and there's a lot of pushback on that, on, on, on that whole ordeal. And um, you know what happens when you start boasting yourself like that? Yeah, you get beat real bad. You get beat really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was also at the beginning. I was an Aljo, an Aljo doubter. Like, ah, oh, yeah, this dude took, right, took a see. took a fake knee, took a knee, and then faked it out. And then he fought Pewter again, he, and he kind of solidified it. And then in my eyes, he fought Dillashaw, and he beat Dillashaw real bad. So I'm not gonna say he's undefeatable because I don't believe that. Yeah, but he wasn't he, my. Those are not though, my words, right? Those are actual uh, Michael Bisping's words. He's putting himself out there like he's undefeatable. That's fair. So, um, in other news, what do you think about uh, this Francis? I know we talked about it before, but I gotta say it. You know, Francis Ngannou boxing Tyson Fury. Uh, oh, he, you know, Alex Alex Pereira said suicide. He changed it. He's not fighting him, and he's not fighting um, Tyson Fury anymore. Oh wow, news, huh? Yeah, news, news, me, and you're taking it from me. <laughs> I'm not taking it from you. I was helping you. <laughs> okay, let, 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 let's pretend I didn't say that and go with uh, <laughs> t uh, Tanner Bowser moving down to 205, uh, uh, 205 pounds. He's going to face the uh, Cutabella at the UFC Kansas City. I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know who. Uh, Cutabella is. Oh, Kudalaba. 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 Whatever. You know, I'm going to wreck all these names, but it's okay. 
Is Tanner Bozer correct? <laughs> I don't know who Tanner Bozer is. Are, are, is it with a V or a B? B. Pam or Pam? B-O- <laughs> B-O-S-E-R. Tanner, T-A-N-N-E-R, oh, Bozer, it's, B-O-S-E-R. it's Mullet Guy. He's one of the yeah. he's one of the Canadian mullet guys. He's the OG mullet. Remember, yeah. didn't he shave it down a little bit afterwards? Tanner the bulldozer. Yeah. But he moved down to 205 to replace or to to fight. Uh, what say it for me? Kudalaba. Kudalaba. Why? It looks like Kudalaba. Oh, cute Labella. Lababa. Wait. Uh, cute. Kudalaba. Yeah, it's like cute lava. Like if you can't say your R's, like cute lava. Like lava. How about, what's, his, what's his first name? Ion? Yeah, Ion. All right, guess what? It's Tanner versus Ion. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, you know, I, I I have to talk about this here. Um, not sure if anybody's heard about this. Uh and I, you know, I'm going to completely screw his name up, but I get the Nate first parts, Nate, and then Mark, uh, Mark Quart, M A R Q U A R D T. Is that Mark? No. Like, I don't know who the guy is, but he's watching the fight, uh, you know, over the weekend. And he was, uh, he said, this is disgusting. There was a commercial came out with two guys kissing. He said, wow, disgusting commercial. Watching ESPN with my kids, have to tell them to look away so they don't see two men kissing. He's facing a lot of pushback on that. I can see that in today's day and age. Yeah. More, yeah, more than he should. Actually, there's, uh, he was watching the Blanchfield and Andrade fight. And, uh, you know, every few minutes he was putting you know, a new tweet out. If it wasn't that, it, you know, it was all, um, you know, uh, in some people disgusting tweets, you know? Right. So, um, and then let's talk about this. This is, uh, you know, it's really going to sum up my news, how badly I screwed it up, but we're going to, we're going to come back with this here. Something you may not have known. Um, did you guys know that Chuck Norris I know I know what you're going to think Chuck Norris joke I <laughs> uh, know Chuck Norris actually um, uh, uh, you know inspired the, the octagon I did not know that me either well, in the 1980 Ninja film, The Octagon, <laughs> starring Chuck Norris, it uh, kind of lays a, uh, like a cult hit. You know, you know, if you like that type of stuff, you watched it. If you didn't, you didn't. Right. Um, but it basically among the um, martial arts enthusiasts. Um, but anyway, it, uh, the actual Octagon cage was first used in the cage of uh, by the cage of rage promotion in 1993 uh with uh you know for the ufc uh and guess what the ufc promptly trademarked the octagon 
I did not know that. Yes. That was news to me. <laughs> that was, uh, I hope I just didn't lie to you. <laughs> no, it's you know um it, it's not like i'm not gonna sit there and tell you hey this is like all fact check it it, it was though okay listen you know what i got one more for you seeing how news was so dry for me this time and i kind of got a story i want to talk about but i'm going to save it for the when we talk about the fight okay uh gsp everybody knows uh george st pierre right yeah yep. Do you know what his tattoos on his chest mean? I didn't know he had tattoos on his chest. Yes. There's tattoos on his chest, and translating those, according to him, it means that there are two sides of me. I can be very rude. I can be very nice. I like to be rude when I fight. Oh, yeah. It's the Japanese, the Chinese tattoos on his on his chest. Yeah, I, know, I forgot about yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Nobody actually has told him that means Dunkin' Donuts. But, you know. <laughs> That's a true story about, you know, uh, you know, what he says they mean. Right. But, you know, not the Dunkin' Donuts part. This is the has been the news with G. And uh, let's get back to talking about the rest of the fights. Okay, so this, the first, the first fight on the main card... In my opinion, it was bullshit. It was a super good fight, but I had Miller winning one and three, and then they gave it to Hernandez as a unanimous decision. Yeah, I had. Uh, now, now Jim Miller, when he was getting outstruck, Alex was on him like, I think the first round was like sixty-eight, sixty-eight punches, and anyway, Jim Miller, in my opinion, he lost round two. Or was a super close round, but rounds one and three he won for sure. I had it well, pretty close going all the way through, and I, I, I don't believe it should have been a unanimous decision, though. I personally didn't follow it the way you guys do. Oh what, what was that? What was that last word there? I said I don't. I don't. Um, follow it like you guys do what do you mean I could tell I could tell well as far as like you know I don't um, I, I, I don't sit there and score and, and do my own scorecard okay I just know when that ref is in there uh, usually somebody dies <laughs> was it Herb Dean yeah Herb Dean oh, yeah, first yeah. and last fight of the main card yeah it's, it's, I don't understand how you called unanimous decision when in round three Miller got a takedown and a submission attempt and the only thing Alex did the entire round was get out of a submission and punch him a couple times. That's another reason why you know Miller, I don't care for decisions. Miller wasn't like holding him though, right? Well, he, had, he had his whole face, his whole neck torqued. Anyway, that was the stupid fight, in my opinion. It was a good fight. Yeah. But it it ended stupidly. So. Next fight. Oh, yeah. This is worst the worst fight. No, 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 no. This is fight of the night. Yeah. The next fight. Night in Pracnio. That was fight of the night. Pracnio, I mean, for who? For Pracnio could have fought 
10 minutes later. Yeah. Well, I don't, did you see his foot up? I mean, he did that? mess his foot up pretty good, yeah. but it was because he kicked the shit out of William Knight like 35,000 times in Knight three rounds. just did not care. Yeah, he didn't do fight. anything about it. He, he did, did not he, care. He, yeah, he was rolling his eyes when, the, when they were calling the decision and everything. He had eight strikes throughout their whole fight. Uh, I mean, he claims that he just froze up. I don't know. That, that's part of one of the news stories I was going to talk about. He fr- he claims he just froze up, and um, you know that's what comes with it. Uh, is and now all the people are talking crap. He said, "I accept it. I you know I accept it. All the people showing love, I accept it." And uh, at the end of the day, you can't please everyone. Well, hey, you didn't please no. He didn't even please yourself in that fight. Yeah. Did you hear his coach? His coach said. He said, do you got me? Or he said, do you get me? And he said, I got you. He said, don't get me. Just fucking do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't only the 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 decision when he rolled his eyes either. He did it a couple times oh, throughout yeah. the fight. He just. It was a know. stupid fight. Yeah. He said he landed eight strikes and 33 attempts in over 15 minutes. I didn't even know he threw that many punches. He threw. He threw two punches. Well, he he landed two punches anyway, and yeah. Well, here I'm, I, now we got confl- conflicting stories because I'm seeing he won't, he he uh, only landed eight strikes in 33 attempts. I didn't know he swung 33 minutes. times. I didn't I didn't even know he threw 33 times. No, nah, uh, but yeah, the, I'm I'm just talking about the ones he hit. Uh, so I guess. He well, if he landed eight strikes. strikes if he landed eight strikes, I can't go back and look uh, on uh, where I'm at. But if he landed eight strikes and attempted 33, that means exactly what that sounds like. Yeah, he attempted 33, but I didn't know he attempted. I didn't know he attempted that many. No, it, he wasn't trying. And to he may not have. Many. You know, <laughs> uh, you know what? It could have been another one of those situations. Also, uh, I mean, this is. Like this is uh, conspiracy theory stuff. Put your tin full hats on, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it also really could have been, you know, you get angry at your coach, or you went out of a certain contract that, you know, USC does have a contract, but they've also got fi- other other contracts they're allowed to have with, uh, uh, sp- you know, uh, sponsors and things of that sort. And if you went out of one, that's the easiest way to get out of one. To be a terrible fighter. Yeah. Yes. And then. You know what's the best part about that? If he really was just being a terrible fighter and he gets out of his contract or whatever the, the case was, the best part about that is to come back because you're letting these guys that you know you could beat beat you. Yeah. So then you come back and start kicking everybody's ass and you and you look like a king at that point. Yeah. I look, like I said, conspiracy theory, I don't know. I really don't. I'm just throwing it out there. So the the Parisian Pogues fight was pretty good. The, my favorite part of the whole fight was at the end when Pogues got his hand raised unanimous decision the camera panned over to his parents Oh, and yeah. his dad was yeah. pulling his wallet out of his pocket and talking to the guy next to him after they went through the whole Pogues interview it panned back and his dad's putting money in his wallet laughing and sliding his wallet back into yeah. his pocket his dad was betting at the during the fight the yeah yes well at least he bet on his kid, right? It was funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was a good fight. I mean, it was a lot of action. Not, oh. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of action, but not to mention that it's not enough action for me. Right? Parisian broke his toes in round yeah. one, and on his on on Pogues' jaw, and Pogues broke his hand. Broke in his hand, round yeah. One. 
Now, you found this out after the fact? Yeah, they were talking about it after the fact. Uh, they stopped during the uh, the fight, too, for a second. And it was like, uh, they were trying to make sure Pogues was okay. Obviously, he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went two more rounds. <laughs> hey, you know what? Another boring fight. Uh, uh, Zach and Jordan. <laughs> nah, I disagree with that. <laughs> I, I, hey, are... I, I'm a Zach Palga fan all the way. Um, he did exactly what he needed to do, and that was not get into a, a firefight with Jordan Wright. You know, Jordan Wright Cause... was at 100% finish rate before that fight. Yeah. Never never saw the third round in his entire career. The, both of them still got Well, the, uh, let, let's what, talk. Uh, our, our, we're talking about Zach, right? Jordan. Jordan Zach Wright? Jordan Wright. Or, that's right, Jordan Wright. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, he's uh, he was on the three-fight losing streak coming in. Jordan Wright was undefeated. Right? Yeah. No. Said 100%. Probably. Maybe 100%. Because no. oh, here, there's uh, Bruno Silva. Uh, Herb Dean was, uh, um, this was in 2021, December 11, 2021. He All lost. Right. I see that. And then, yeah, so, no. And the uh, last that was he won was against a... Jamie Pickett in 2021. Yeah. But before that, every fight that he'd been into, he fit it in one. He'd finished. He's finished. So, the, well, yeah. Okay. Other than the Joaquin Buckley, he lost on that one, too. No, which... no, no. Like, if he wins, it was, he won by finish. It never, oh, yeah. He never won by decision. But in his career, he also never went to the third round, whether it was he lost or not. That was the first time he'd ever been in the, th the third round. And Zach Palga did exactly what he needed to do. Hold him against the fence. Not let him generate yep. enough power. Beat yeah. his legs up. He did exactly what he needed to do. Now, it's not the most exciting so you, fight. But Here's a, here's a question. Like, yeah. you know, let me go into uh, conspiracy theory mode again. So, do you think he's, um, uh, I don't know. Scared of Herb Dean? Who? This, uh, what's Jacob? Jordan? Jordan? I don't know yeah. if I'd say scared of him. Right, did look I'm at I'm just saying, Herb, the well, only, no, the, let, let's look at, yeah, well, let's look at this. Uh, Mark Andre, anyway, the fight that he lost in 2022? Uh huh. Her, Herb Dean. Oh. Bruno Silva? Herb, Herb Dean. Dean. <laughs> Joaquin Buckley? Joaquin Buckley, Herb Dean, all those are losses. Well, maybe he's Herb never Dean won is a, his like kryptonite. I don't. Yeah, yeah he's he's never won a uh, fight with Herb Dean as the ref. Herb Dean didn't do this one though, right? I, I, yeah, you're right. No, I, I was just you know throwing that out there because it just seems kind of weird. He's never won a fight, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, with Herb is, Dean as. Uh, that is weird. Now Zach Palga though, he was on the Ultimate Fighter before this fight. He fought Kamaru Usman's brother, Muhammad. And he was beat. He was whooping Muhammad the whole fight, and then Mo hit him with a left hand and put him to sleep. So, and then he came back. That was a heavyweight because he wanted on tough. And then he came right. back to go back down to light heavyweight where he's normally at. So I think he'll. That's, I, I think he'll be. I think he'll do good in light heavyweight. Yeah, because he's got. He won all his other fights except for the Muhammad fight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, had what close to nine minutes of hold time throughout the match yeah and he split him open with that elbow yeah 
This this Andrade Blanchfield fight should have been fight of the night, in my opinion. Well, you know, um, I we 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 uh, did you see Aaron taking Jessica out? Yes, Bruce. What, did you did you see that Bruce? Uh, no, I had Andrade on I, that one. I would have definitely 100% had Aaron. I also uh, 100% had Aaron. I mean, because if you just look at her stats, look at her win streak. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Her last loss was February 15th of 2019. Yeah, but... And before that... But, and before... She's only one that lost that one fight. But... To, 11 to, fights. Not to take away from your point, but... Jessica Andrade was a different caliber of opponent than she's ever faced. She fought Molly McCann last time was her last fight, and I think Molly McCann was a challenge for her. And I who uh, Jessica? No, Aaron. Aaron. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I, I fully expected. And I, if you listen to the last podcast, I said this: if Aaron Blanchfield did not take her down within the first three minutes of the first round, Jessica Andrade was going to beat her badly. Yeah. And what happened? It was like three minutes and 15 seconds, and Blanchfield had a takedown. And then yeah. round two, she did the same thing. Yeah. But uh, but Jessica Andrade I, is one of those people who trains a whole lot, and I feel like this is a perfect instance of overtraining. Because there's a few people that she's not trained well enough for, and that's uh, Valentina Shevchenko, yes. which, which she lost to. Yep. Rose Namanunez, which she lost to. And uh, what is it, Wei Zhang? Zhang Wei Zhang Wei, that's right. Uh, also lost his. I'm not going to go all the way back to where you know it was because uh, who probably Joanna. It was that was 2017. Yeah. She probably ain't fighting no more. She also, but she also only took this fight on like a, a week notice because she just fought a month yeah. ago in Brazil. You could, you could, yeah. You could probably see another fight coming out of this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you can also ask Bruce or look at my Twitter if you want to. As soon as Aaron Blanchfield submitted her, I tweeted at her and told her, I said, I said, call for the fucking title shot. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah, she said, give me, give me the winner of Grosso versus Shevchenko, right? Is it Grosso? I think, I think she would give Shevchenko a run for money. I'm not saying she would beat her. Ah. <laughs> did you I just hurt his soul. I felt that all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying she would uh, beat her because Aaron Blanchfield is very attacky. She will come at you, and Shevchenko is the opposite. She's a very counter-strikery fighter. But they're both good on the ground, so it would be a it'd be a really good fight to watch. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't think I would take that fight. You don't think, what do you mean? You don't think you would take? I mean, I don't think I would. Uh, I would put money on that, uh, on Aaron winning it against Shevchenko, or even even close to it. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think that she would probably. Uh, I, I would call. It would definitely be a five round fight because going against Shevchenko. Yeah. But um, I would call around uh, round two finish for Shevchenko. Oh, I don't know if I go that far. And you know, I definitely would. You know, she's got a lot of a lot of round two finishes. Um, I feel like 
She's got more round two than she has anything else. And I believe that I believe that Shevchenko would uh, definitely take uh, take her out by round two. You guys remember this when I said this. When I when I, I'm telling you this now. I I hear you, but I don't know if I agree with you. Not that I don't know. I, I don't agree with that at all. Because I think I think it's if that fight were to happen, I think it goes out in the fifth round, or it goes to decision. It goes out mid, late fourth, early fifth, or decision. And it's going to either be Shevchenko catch, catching Blanchfield off of a strike with a counter, or it's going to go to the ground with Aaron submitting her. Those are the only I two don't ways think that ends. I don't think Shevchenko is going to let this get to a decision. Well, she's going to do her best not to. Yeah. Uh, this... Uh, Aaron is uh, obviously very good on submissions, but yes. their last three fights being won by decision or by uh, submission. Yeah, uh, she's also really good at decisions. <laughs> three <laughs> the three prior fights to that was also decisions. <clears throat> See, I'm looking for knockouts. Looks like she had one knockout, and uh, unless what's this one? Yeah, one knockout and um, one doctor stop. The rest of them are decisions. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko also has a lot of decisions as well. Yes, I agree. I, I looked that up just as we was talking a while ago, just so I can. But she's got a lot more round twos than she does anything. Yeah. I, that's why I based. You know, it says there's two knockouts, and I'm only saying. Oh, they're calling the doctor stoppage knockout. Okay. Yeah, that's what they did last <clears> night <throat> yeah. with the other guy I think I think they re need to redo Amanda versus Shevchenko Amanda Nunez versus Shevchenko because Amanda Nunez is the only one to ever beat her I think that would be another good test who, who just who just beat uh, Nunez um Juliana Pena yeah but which I is not the same weight class as Shevchenko uh, yeah no or is okay uh, I think Nunez is. Uh, yeah, she got her bell back. Phantom weight and and featherweight. Featherweight, yeah. And Shevchenko's flyweight, right? Yes. Yeah. That's really hard on a person to go back and forth. Yeah. Even if even if it is ten or twenty pounds, you know. Right. We think of ten or twenty pounds not being a lot, but when you when you're fighting and training all the time, it's hard to it's hard to keep going back and forth. Hey, adding to your news. Because I thought you were going to talk about this, but you didn't. The Islam IV situation, did you look into that at all? You know, I, I, I seen it, but I didn't want to talk about it much because I didn't, I couldn't find uh, factual stuff about it unless you found... So there's no really, like, steadfast facts. It was Dan Hooker called him out for it, and then Al Ali, his manager, confirmed it. And then once it was confirmed and people were calling him out, he deleted the tweet. And then he's like, oh, no, brother, that didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And then Alex started talking about it. And there's really... So the only way that you... It's completely banned in Australia. IVs are completely banned in Australia when it comes to combat sports. You're not allowed to right. to rejuvenate yourself with an IV whatsoever. The UFC and USADA are different. If a doctor deems it necessary during a weight cut, it is allowed. 
but I don't know. I don't know, man. Do if they. What do you think happens if they deem that it was illegal for him to use that? What what happens with Islam? Well, do they strip him of his belt and call the fight with Alex a no contest? Because that's what I would do. He cheated technically. If their rules aren't very clear on it, though. Australia, it's completely clear. No. Yeah, that's where they fought at. Yeah. So yeah. Uh... That that that's yeah. that's the only other option because if you just let it go and start you know building barriers, saying oh well in this case it's it's then you're bending the rules for people and it's not yeah. fair. I mean, it's not really all the way banned, okay? And in Australia, the, it is. Well, here's the factual part about it. Um, the information falls short because for several reasons. And for one of them is that you can actually take an IV before a fight. It just has to be 100 milliliters of saline every 12 hours in a 12-hour block. Is that USADA's ruling or is that Australia? Australia's ruling? Because I think what you it's, just read was uh, USADA. No. That was loud. No, he said they reveals that uh, Islam may have found and used a loophole in the rules that would actually allow him to legally use an e uh, IV before the fight in Australia. Wow. But no, uh, but uh, it says, but I don't know, no information can tell us without a doubt that someone in their team used a bag, used an IV bag uh, to rehydrate, which is not illegal if you used 100 milliliters. You just got to ask yourself is if it's only 100 milliliters, milliliters, you've got to use for 12 hours, why would you even bother? So I think the real question here is uh, as far as what their uh, Dan Hooker is talking about and uh, it what it was more you know they're trying to say it was more than you see uh, yeah it was actually banned in the UFC in October of uh, 2015 yeah and then apparently also they revamped the rules in 2019 but according yeah. to fight news Australia the Commission cleared codes and policies that align with the World Anti-Doping Agency and bans the misuse of inter the misuse of intravenous strips, but they cleared Islam. So I guess it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I guess the cheater wins. <laughs> it's a, a non-issue apparently as of right now. Yeah. Uh, until it, you know, it, it gets more uh, media attention, then it's probably going to be it'll come back. Or wait till Conor McGregor does it. In the whole yeah. world will Wait burn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and why is Dan Hooker worried about it? Because he's Dan Hooker and he's worried about everything. He's worried about his next fight so he can get his head taken off again. So I understand, you know, if someone had a beef about it, it should be Volk. Yeah. Volk talked about it a little bit on the interview, but they kind of dropped it. If he wasn't, in my opinion, if he if he wasn't worried about it, is it? I mean, there are allegations at this point, right. and it's got to be uh, under a hundred milliliters within a twelve-hour block. Which, uh, you know, 
I'm just thinking that it would probably be um, if that's the truth. And you know, we're we're going off of websites, uh, which we don't know that are 100% factual. So hell, they um, ESPN comes out with it. I'll listen to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I didn't want to talk about it during the news section because I didn't quite know. I did look at it. I I was going to talk about it, but uh, the, the, I guess the main reason why I didn't is. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, it was a fact check. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for the next fights. I mean, I, they're not going to be huge names, but there's going to be some barn burners on that card. And I'm pretty excited to talk about it on, uh, Wednesday. Um, Okay, go ahead. Now, I remember earlier during the, uh, either during the news or before it, I was telling you about the uh, uh, the guy that uh, only won two fights ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, um, remember when uh, Ken Shamrock uh, could, uh, couldn't uh, uh, <laughs> continue into the finals in the UFC 3? I do not remember that. That's right. This guy named Jen, J E N U M, J E N N U M, came to face Harold Howard for the, the tournament title. He was a, they, they called him the Ninja Cop. Anyway, he won by <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He won by submission and went on defeat. Uh, uh, went on to the defeat, and also um, he also defeated Bowen at UFC four, but. Would never win another MMA fight after that, losing to Tank Abbott. Come oh, on, I Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott. <laughs> uh, uh, Marco Ruiz and uh, Jason Gotzi had it before calling it quits on his career. Hey, here's one more funny thing for you. You remember when we were talking about Greg Hardy getting beat by everybody? Huh. Yeah. So Greg Hardy made his bare knuckle fight debut Saturday. And guess what happened? He got beat up. He got knocked the fuck out <laughs> again. <laughs> Trash. Go back to football. You sucked at that too. So, um, so you know, I I don't want to ruin all, all this, but I do want to tell you something that I've enjoyed. Uh, did you guys know that? Um, <laughs> what's this? Dana White. He was a boxer. Prior to all this. He got ran out of Boston, too. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, he got ran out of Boston by the mob. He did? He had a gym. They told him that you're going to pay or you're going to we're gonna fuck you up. He packed a bag that night and ran to yeah. Vegas. Hey, been ever since. He never had a he never had a pro boxing uh, match in his life, but claims he was a boxer. I didn't know he was. I didn't hey. know he was a boxer at all. Me either. Yeah. Um, and you also know that... He, uh, him and Joe Rogan also had hair when they started the UFC. I do remember <laughs> Joe Rogan with hair from Fear Factor. Yeah. I remember Fear Factor with Joe Rogan when he had hair. So, yeah. Dana White. And Ken and Frank. Go ahead. Dana White had hair like from UFC 1 to like UFC 15. And then he shaved it. I think it's in uh, Joe Rogan's contract, too, with Dana White that they both have to be bald at the same time. 
<laughs> yeah, that's funny. So I, I'm 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 gonna throw this one more out there. So uh, you know these uh, these post fight bonuses, like uh, fight uh, fight of the night. Yeah, that's nothing new. We all know that, correct? Yeah. So you know, because um, it started like I think UFC seventy in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, I think the first, it was not, I think, I'm telling you, the first um, bonus was given out um, by Michael Bisping and Elvis, and I can't say his last name, S-I-N-O-C-I-C, uh, took home fire of the night. You said it was Bisping? That's what it says, yes. I didn't know that. So we kind of pressured Dana into <laughs> Dana, give me money. <laughs> yeah. Says uh, that uh, Gabriel Gonzalez got KO'd, KO of the night, uh, for his head kick on Mirko. Mirko Krokop. Krokop. Yeah. yeah. That guy's a whole different story. <laughs> that guy Mirko Krokop. Yeah, Krokop. That dude is a legit killer. Like, headed up a Czechoslovakian anti-terrorist unit like legit killed people oh I was wrong and then uh, uh, but because Terry uh, I can't think of say is almost spell it I think it's E-Tims E-T-I-M-S <laughs> sounds like E-Tims yeah it does sound like uh, choke, uh choke out of Matt G-R-I-C-E happened before the other two the performance dub submission of the night was the first ever bonus winner. Nice. All right. I don't want to ruin all of my um, <laughs> <laughs> did you know because I've got This has been episode 5 of Inside the Octagon. Thank you for listening. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes and content. Also, don't forget to follow our Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. You have a TikTok if you didn't know that, Bruce. I, I didn't until now. Now you do. We have TikTok. So on our, our Twitter, we post UFC roster updates, post updates, and upcoming guests.